And listen, guys, before we dive into the show, mm-hmm. our old friends, those fine ass motherfuckers at Mac Weldon, are back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and remember, the rule from Mac Weldon is if you swear, swear up a storm. They don't give a shit. <laughs> so we are going to talk about Mac Weldon. <laughs> We swear much more because we love Mac Weldon. That's right. We swear because Mac Weldon gets shit done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But I know we also sometimes are guilty of doing like 12-minute ads, so we won't do that either. But um, Mac Weldon is a a New York company. They live and breathe New York. Um, Mm -hmm. I've breathed in New York, and I can't necessarily recommend it, but still. They believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. What do they sell? They sell uh, underwear and T-shirts and socks. Their clothes are naturally antimicrobial, which eliminates odor. I mean, it's not nice to the microbes. What are you going to do? Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable, so they're going to send you clothes. You're going to buy it. We're going to give you a coupon code, so make sure you pay attention. But if you don't like your first pair, they just say, keep it. They don't care. We'll give you a refund. Just keep the underwear. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to. Exactly. I guess you could use a rag, maybe, if you don't like it. But underwear, <laughs> socks, and shirts should look good and perform. Perfect for the guy going for a run or running for the bus. You're going to go to MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. And use promo code TTCA for 20% off. Here's the thing. They gave all of us, well, they gave me and John Maltz $150 worth of underwear. They gave John Armstrong like $162 worth of underwear and socks and stuff. So, guys, how, how are you feeling about the garments? Fantastic. Always, always go for the extra. Uh, yes, I had not had a chance to wear. I'm wearing the underwear right now. Thank you. Nice, hot. Hi, mom. Um, and I had not had a chance because of a, a a laundry snafu. Did not have the chance to wear the t-shirt until like just the other day. And the t-shirt is amazing, just Fair. absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's super premium. Super premium. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, the clothes feel nicer than all the other stuff I buy for myself. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, I know. I didn't know everything. Now everything pales in comparison. And so those yeah. days that I get, to, I get to wear the Mac Weldon stuff is like that's a special day. I, I save them for special days for I, days. <laughs> I uh, the T-shirt that I got, I got a pinkish one, and uh, it's been working for a lot of my uh, lighter color button downs as an undershirt. And I believe Armstrong didn't you do some research on their T-shirts versus undershirts? What? Um, you we can totally it? cut out. So if you ask me a question, oh, uh, I didn't hear a damn thing. <laughs> I said, didn't you, John Armstrong, do some research on their undershirt versus t-shirt situation? I did. And I'm continuing that research. Uh, it's the undershirt. <laughs> Here's the thing about the undershirt. It's specially There's gonna be a white stitched. Paper. There could be because it's specially stitched <laughs> to sit on your body without the baggy arms. So oh. when you're, you know, if you're wearing a slimmer fit shirt yeah. over the undershirt, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's very snug to your body. And, and so the shoulders, right. there's this funky stitching that they do that's different than. Yeah. Yeah. There's a two, there's a two, right, right. There's like a, there's a pa- panel with it on the shoulder instead of, instead of the crease <laughs> going down the shoulder, there's a panel yes. on the shoulder yes. and there are creases on either side of the panel. Yeah. So the yeah, point is, don't be a fucking idiot. It, stitching, I guess. Yes. Anyway, Go buy yeah. some Mac Weldon. Stellar. Yeah, right. it's, it's amazing. It's an undershirt. Yeah. Mac Best Weldon, undershirt. Mac with a K. MacWeldon.com. Use promo code TTCA. That's like turning this car around for 20% huh. off. There you go. Thanks, Max. I'm John Moltz wearing my Mac Weldon underwear. I'm Mac Weldon wearing Lex Friedman. I'm Lex Friedman's Mac Weldon sitting on my own face oh my god right now i don't know that went up that just went completely wrong so welcome to turning this car around 
Welcome to the antimicrobial <laughs> turning this car around. There There's a lot of microbes to get rid of now. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, someone someone opened a beverage. That was me. So like <laughs> uh, seltzer. Uh, but like mm. ten minutes before the show, Maltz texts me and Armstrong, and he's like, "Hey, did you guys do the reading?" And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm back in high school, and I did not do my homework." But I did the reading now. I read the article. <laughs> and you can't even find the class. What is the article, John? Uh, the article is on Vox, and it's by David Roberts. Uh, I don't know David, uh, but uh, it's called "Most Parenting Advice Is Worthless." So here's some parenting advice, <laughs> which is a humorous, which is a humorous title. Uh, and I think if you were to sum it up quite briefly, it would be just like relax, <laughs> right? Because so, I mean, basically his point is that so much of of a child's ultimate welfare and success lies in things like genes and uh, your social position and your income position, things like that that the things that you do to during like what we consider rearing the children end up really not having to matter that much and that there's a sort of this mythical disconnect between where we we believe that there's a, a period where we're rearing the children and then they at some point they magically become adults well there really isn't that there's just there's just life and so stop you know stop ruining life by being so concerned about rearing mm. is that and uh I, I think that's right if, if either of you had a chance to read <laughs> I, I i did i read the whole thing okay. i um and yeah so to me yeah his like you said his contention was you know it's really genes and environment and wealth and social status and race mm-hmm. and things that affect how yeah. your kids are going to grow up and it's also really more uh you know school and and friends and other things but like that you specifically as their parents are not going to have that much impact on them and again like you said the takeaway is you know don't worry about it so much relax because whatever do they're still going to grow up and be whatever they are and i think it's all true but he had one kind of almost throwaway line even though he was saying at the time like it's i don't mean this to be a throwaway line the not insignificant thing here but where he talked about how uh, you know, their quality of home life is an important factor in one's overall happiness. Like if you're a jerky parent and you've all, like, yeah, I hate when I see jerky parents. Right. But if you're like right. a parent who's just a constant asshole, uh, even if that's not going to ruin your kid's adulthood, like the, my favorite element of this article was he was saying, you know, life is now <laughs> you're not preparing yeah. them for what their next, you know, adulthood phase life is going to be. You're like, this is their life. So you've got to be, you know, not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite quote there's a paragraph where he talks about the parenting industrial complex mm-hmm. and yeah. how there's I'm going to read it actually a large proportion of the parenting industrial complex isn't about kids it's about generating content for nervous parents who feel like they should be doing something bam I, that's that's me. why yeah. we do this show. Exactly. We feel like we should be doing something. <laughs> and so we make a podcast about doing something. Yeah. It's perfect. When And what you're saying, basically, this article is saying that not only is parenting, like, your parenting style has a smaller impact on the kid than genes, than genetics. Yeah. Which is, can be challenging for, you know, people who with uh, who adopt or who have step 
children mm-hmm. or you know. Yeah, I mean, well, well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do <laughs> either way. <laughs> You're but screwed. you know, we we also yeah, we don't you know, we have no idea what those effects are. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, those, those influences. The 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 thing that I want to take away from this article, which I don't know is if it's intended or if it's a fair interpretation, is like. Uh, it's fine if on Sundays I let my kids play with the iPad for two hours. And if sometimes on the weekends we don't uh, have many plans and if we eat sandwiches for dinner because we're feeling lazy. Uh, (laughs) Because it's like you should do things that you think are basically that, well, you're not going to ruin them if you do shitty parenting things. (laughs) So try to be a good person (laughs) and uh, don't worry about if you fuck up. That's how I am choosing to interpret this article. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think it's a good, it's a very well made point. Uh, yes, and I also um, there's a point that he makes in here. Spoiler alert! It's the last sentence, uh, so I won't read it exactly. But that's I have had that moment of with my oldest. She's 11, and she went to summer camp, and I picked her up last week, and then we spent a few days in New York, and it was awesome. But the thing that I keep that just hangs over me is she's going to be an adult in less years than I've had her now, you know, in in my life. And I'm not ready for that. Like even now, you know, seven years away, I'm not ready for her to go. I mean, she's just starting to be who she's going to be. And it's wonderful to see. It's amazing. And and that's the gushy, Mm -hmm. like awesome sauce part of me that wants to, you know, (laughs) say she's amazing she's this great kid and everything but um i'm just not ready for her to, to be grown up like that's the thing that i don't think anyone i think people try to tell you about but when you're when you're a brand new parent you don't know like you just don't know because you're just trying to get through the diapers and whatever and sleep deprivation and so right it's hard to go uh, uh, when am i going to miss this because I'm in the shit right now, and I'm not going to miss the shit. I'm not going to miss diapers. <laughs> I'm literally covered in the shit. The literal, yes, the literal yeah. shit. Well, yeah. that's. Yeah. I think that's kind of the subconscious part of the intro that I did earlier that will have to be edited in post. But um, The antimicrobial part? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I just, you know, I have to say, there's, there's a, a backlash against all this crazy anxiety and type A parenting. And this article's one of the the backlash. I don't know if it's like a major tidal wave of backlash or if you just call it a swelling or a, you know, slight shift. But there's a, a couple of women who have authored Lex. a book, like the Type B Parent or something like that. I'll see if I can find it. But it's basically like, you know, just relax because, you know, your kids don't have to have 17 extracurriculars and they don't have to do all this crazy shit and just take a deep breath and it's going to be okay. And Mm -hmm. I like that, that idea of that, not because it makes my job like I can be lazier, but because it just reduces the anxiety around. Unless you focus on other things. Unless you focus on everyday life as opposed to focusing on, man, we really got to get, you know, what if he does not learn how to play an instrument? (laughs) Right. Or something or something like that, you know, another another thing to do 
yeah. another thing to learn, another like skill to acquire. Exactly. Instead, we could just sit around playing poker and um, <laughs> and craps. We learned how to play. We we taught. We learned how to play craps. <laughs> Which is really kind of a boring game. It's um, it's actually just chance. So anyway, it's like playing shoots. It's like playing shoots and ladders, but you're right. yeah, you're betting. You're betting. Yeah, but it's good to know how to play craps because then he won't be confused when he goes to the casino. He's, I don't. I don't exactly. understand craps. Um, I just know you're supposed to yell and cheer all the time and then boo. Um, right. Which is how I approach most of life. But mm-hmm. the the area that the article doesn't address um, is yeah there's definitely a part of when you're making decisions regarding parenting because you want to make your kid be the best kid possible uh but there's the other part where you just want your kid to think you are as awesome as you think your kid is (laughs) and uh so i make some parenting decisions just because i want to make sure that um my kids like me for my whole life um you know Mm -hmm. i don't want to be like boy my dad was such a douche nozzle um (laughs) later on in life i come from experience here and so so that's that's by the way, I, just want, I do want to apologize to the listeners if uh my hangover is super audible um but you get what you get and so um i'm hearing it i'm hearing it so i wanted to call it out. i wanted to own it and acknowledge it um but uh i uh but yeah i just i like i i want my kids to just you know continue to be a fan of mine even after they're no longer like little mm. mm-hmm. that's I'm just that's, throwing that uh, out there that's a lot of pressure yeah. there in some ways i don't think it is it just means you gotta be nice right <laughs> it's, it's a different nice. it's a different that's, pressure now you have a now you have a whole new pressure congratulations right, right. uh the, the book i was trying <laughs> to bring up is called minimal minimalist parenting enjoy modern family life more by doing less so right. uh, it's just reading the title enough um, That's technically, it. I guess you could right. say that. Sure. Um, but this is, this is a kind of response. The, to uh, all this, the, in, like, the inside of the, the inside of the book is just, is just all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> no, everyone's while it's seat cover, seat cover, um, <laughs> do less, do less. All right. Uh, do you know I the have, authors of this book, by the way? Uh, I know Asha. I've met, I've met Christine Co before at a blogging conference. Um, Got and it. I've, I've actually hung out with Asha. She's awesome. And her husband is also awesome. It would be really helpful if um, publishers or providers of parenting advice Mm -hmm. were required to post like 20 minutes of video of their kids. (laughs) Because what I want to know is if your kid's a jerk, then I don't give a shit about any of your parenting advice. Like if you have a awesome, fun, not that there'd be a little angel, but like if you have an awesome, fun kid who's not going to be super annoying, uh, then I'm I'm interested in hearing your parenting advice. <laughs> it's very important. Good. Like so, I, I don't want reviews of the book on the back of minimalist parenting. I want reviews of the parents, the, the author's children. <laughs> that's that's what I want to know. I think I have this book. Say what? Yeah, I think I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I do have it. Yeah, really. And I, nice. I like like most books. I didn't I didn't get all the way through it um, <laughs> because I I I'm functionally illiterate, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember that the uh, parts that I read were were good. There you go. I just I'm, I have a I have a problem. The copyright problem notice. Books. It's nothing. It's nothing against the book. It's just me. <laughs> I'm like my Kindle. My Kindle is just full of abandoned books. books. Yeah, seventy five percent. Do you do that with? Do you do that with fiction too? 
Uh, I often do it with fiction. I probably do it less with fiction than with nonfiction, but um, but yeah, yeah, I do do it with I do it with fiction. As I well. um, for me, like if, if I get to the twenty percent point in a book, um, a fiction book, like I gotta finish it. I'm in a book right now that is, I think, in the bottom ten of worst story I've ever read. Like the writing is fine, but the story itself is idiotically stupid and gets stupider um, with each passing digital page. But I'm like, well, I've read 75%. I'm just going to finish it now. Otherwise, what have I done with my life? Which is probably mm-hmm. a very wrong-headed perspective, but this is who I am, and I will finish this book. Although I'm reading it so slowly because it's so stupid, I can't bear to read more than like a page or two a night. <laughs> hey, Lex, I think you have the uh, USB cable situation yeah. with you. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds okay. like you have some static. Uh, is it discharge. better, worse, or the same? Same. The same. <laughs> I did a I did a full unplug and replug. I'm gonna take. Okay, I didn't That's just better. push it in deeper, which is my usual strategy. Better, That's better. Do we need to take some money out of the uh, the petty cash fund and send you a USB cable? Uh, no, I, I have I have some more USB. This is just my super duper long one, which I find convenient. But listen, while, while we're on on pause here, while we're on fleek mm-hmm. here for a moment, um, we have another returning advertiser. Yes. Uh, do you want, and I'm asking you guys this specifically, do you want to inspire your kids to learn about the world? Yes. And how? I thought so. In that case, you should check out Little Passports, an award-winning subscription for kids. Oh, that was, I thought that was like a sigh of disgust, <laughs> no. but no, it was a yes. Like, I love it. Okay. No, that's the crowd. Yeah. There's like a crowd of thousands of people. You sign up. Yeah, but. Across the world, across the globe. I muted it because of your hangover. You sign up for Little Passports and your kid gets monthly packages in the mail, each highlighting a new country. They'll travel to Kenya, Spain, Japan, and up to 20 other countries. Your kids can follow the journey on a wall-sized world map and learn through letters, souvenirs, stickers, hands-on activities, and lots more. It's a really fun and engaging way to get kids interested (laughs) in the world, and it all gets delivered in the mail. What kid doesn't love getting mail? Uh, turning this car around, listeners can save 40% on their first month today with promo code TTCA. You can learn more and get a peek inside the monthly packages at littlepassports.com slash TTCA. As I mentioned last time, <laughs> Anya was already a Little Passports subscriber well before they ever became a podcast advertiser, and she loved it. Uh, and the, so they, you know, it's effectively, she has pen pals. Um, I mean, they're, they're fictional, which I honestly don't know if Anya knows or not, but she gets these packages each month and they're like, Hey, we are in Kenya. Here's some cool facts about it. Here's some pictures we took. Here's a thing to play with. Here's a thing to build or color or whatever. And she's really, um, she, every time it came, it was like, oh, little passport game. Can I do it? And we're like, do your homework first. And then, then she got to do the little passport thing. And so they sent, uh, a younger skewing, uh, sample boxes, uh, that Liam has loved because he was always super jelly of Anya's and now he's gets to do it. And he's like, this is awesome. And so I'm a big fan of the little passports product. It's kind of, it's one of the ideas that I, I wish that I had had because it seems like a pretty good business and the kids like it. So go to littlepassports.com slash ttca oh my god that's the same as the mac weldon code what are the chances uh and our thanks to little passports for sponsoring turning this car around you could just you know probably use that that code almost anywhere right yeah (laughs) (laughs) just go to amazon and type in ttca and see what you get back in the day when when daring fireball had different kinds of advertisers uh that were all using offer codes and stuff I would I would try Fireball or Daring Fireball at every Apple product checkout process I went through. 
Uh, okay. Speaking of spending time with your kids, so I had this awesome time with quality Marla, time, right? Like the, the okay. past three weeks, I dropped my girls off yesterday. We got back to Utah yesterday. I did the drop off, um, and I just have spent the past several, I don't know, like half day, you know, of waking hours, just marveling at this great time I had with Marlo. And you know, when you have multiple kids like the oldest one gets a lot of attention because they're the first. And in my case, you know, there's a five-year gap. So there's five years of time without another child's uh, needs to get in the way of this, 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 your, of this, the oldest kid. So to have Marlo for three weeks and to just be able to like hang with her and do stuff was amazing. And it's just, it's just like, uh, she's become this new kid. And I felt like that even when I was still married to their, my kid's mother, that, that Marlo wasn't getting the same kind of experience that Lita was getting. And so, uh, to have this time was just a gift. And so one of the things that we did, and now that she's older and can see, cause she wears glasses is we did some Lego movie on the PlayStation. And the best part about that game is that once you get to certain points in the game where you have multiple characters, she always wants to be, uh, Unikitty or Wildstyle. <laughs> the problem with that is that there's some specific tasks that they have to do at certain points in the game. Mm-hmm. And some of those tasks are, they were just too much for her. She just couldn't do it. And so I'd be, I had to show her how to change characters and it's very easy, but you know, she's not PlayStation literate yet or she wasn't, she's getting there anyway. So we could play and it wasn't frustrating for her. And she loved it so much. It was so great, especially because Unikitty has the this freak out thing where you push a button and Unikitty <laughs> turns into like the I'm really upset Unikitty and Speed Metal plays mm-hmm. and she just destroys everything. It's awesome. And Marlo yeah. really liked that. She's a fan of that. So uh, quality time, but kind of quality time. <laughs> uh, That's good. Are you saying Unikitty? Wait, okay. you, yeah. Is, is that is that oh is that the, the thing oh in God. the Lego movie? <sighs> okay. Okay, yes. I'm I am um I, going to <laughs> gonna need to walk no, it off. Yeah, I may be dropping the microphone. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't <laughs> need even a know what you need guys, a minute. I don't. I don't even <laughs> understand what's happening right now. I just wanted to make sure I understood the. Okay, right now, I'm going to message you, Unikitty. No, I I I, I now know who Unikitty <laughs> is. Don't do anything. Don't just do anything. Like, yeah, yeah no, he gets no. shaking with with rage. Yeah. With rage. It's it's okay. a beautiful. It's a beautiful one. <laughs> okay, but I I wanted to send you that image. It was important. So, if you have not seen the Lego Movie, we should stop the show right now. While you go, no, I, I have, I have, I enjoyed it, but like I just I didn't. It it didn't. My kids did not leave that movie saying I'm going to remember Unikitty, which I had forgotten about. Uh, they left it just like the Everything Is Awesome song. That was that was the big Friedman family takeaway from that movie. Uh, and right after that movie came out, I was in Israel visiting my family there and they knew that song in Hebrew, which was really weird. (laughs) Uh, I, in Hebrew, it's everything is awesome. That's not true. That's a lie. (laughs) I was waiting for that. That's not true. That's false. Absolutely false. Uh, well, it's good that you're spending 
Are you ready for a segue? Yeah, segue it up, baby. <laughs> it's good that you're that you've yes. been spending quality time with um with your girls because soon, you know, within a few years, you're going to need to be scaring the living shit out of them. Oh, the video. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're moving on. We're moving on to, to the video portion of our of today's discussion, and the video will be in the show notes. But it's a video, and someone linked to this on Twitter without any comment about it. So I'm not sure if they were sort of <laughs> like, look at this crap or <laughs> or what. But um, it's a, so who is this guy? He's like a prankster. He's like a YouTube prankster. Mm-hmm. And he, his very serious topic on this particular video was... Um, Kids getting, you know, snared by people online, um, and and by kids, it's just, it's just girls in this video, right? Yes, young young women, and so he sets himself up on like Facebook or something, and then you know, and he's like thirty or something, and he pretends to be someone their age and says, "Meet me in a park," and then he meets them in the park. And he's obviously not their age, and yet he, he starts uh, yeah. a conversation with them, and then suddenly her parents jump out and scream at her. Yes. Because, what are you doing? Is yeah. this the way we raised you? Uh, yeah. And uh, that is apparently the best way to deal with um, mm-hmm. <laughs> teaching your children how to protect themselves. And so, oh my. definitely a scary, uh, definitely a scary video. Yeah. In the sense of you didn't want to see these, you wanted like so. I I went to his video like you, knowing nothing about it. My wife had linked it on Facebook, and so I'm watching it, and I see right away that like the YouTube account is some famous YouTube prankster. I mm-hmm. I put famous in the airiest of air quotes, by the way. But so it's a, a guy who's known for doing pranks on YouTube. So I kept waiting for a punchline. I'm like, man, this is a long setup. By no, the way, no, no punchline, and. Uh, it, especially a disappointing video if you are expecting a punchline. <laughs> so here's the things we don't know. We don't know what percentage, like this guy was Facebooking with a lot of yes. girls, <laughs> right? Because he did more than just these three. And he said he got permission from their parents. Obviously he did because the parents are involved in the busting. I, I, I don't understand what the process was to get this all set up. Are they like, how did he? <laughs> yeah, that's, we're going to, that's outside we're gonna, the scope of this We're going to give her a Facebook video. account so you can get her. Here, now, I, I think, I think, I think he did some snooping, found some girls that he were like, and then he said to the parents, Hey, you know, I don't know. The whole thing seems a little Dateliney, a little um, Chris Hansen-y. Mm-hmm. Like, like at some point, there's some dubiousness in. Is he the guy that, like, the guy who catches people? The um, yeah, he's the to catch a predator. To catch a predator, yeah. Apparently, some of the some of the tactics they use to get these people. I mean, the people are horrible, but the the tactics right. have come into question, or were, were called into question. Um, largely because none of the prosecutions were sticking, but, um, anyway, <laughs> who knew the TV, the TV prosecutions would not stick. Everything about the video is who called that? Who could have right? called that? <laughs> like how proud he is that he's tricked these teenage girls and, or tween girls in some cases, uh, their meetups and then the parents being there so they can, <laughs> they can, you know, uh, yell at the kids and like the way the dads yell at the kids is crazy in that video, right? We're all agreeing on this and they're like, yeah, you 
right. know better. And I don't know if the yes. dads are ashamed because they're on camera. Like all the parents are convinced, no, no, my kid's not going to do this. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is that uh, you get the feeling that yeah. this this process of yelling at the kids in order to teach them a and lesson then, is basically their go-to method. <laughs> scared straight. That's how we teach our kids is we, we yell at them in yeah, order to get them to understand something any anything but my my favorite thing in the video and i'm favorite is also in some air quotes here is that last <laughs> scenario i feel like one of you didn't oh, watch God. all the way through right or did you both watch all the way through no i watched it i, watched I did not it. So, i i did not okay so i, well, I, I don't know if you it. saw I the just, final was... vignette but this time like they have the mom and the dad in the car where they're going to be picking up the girl because they're, they're going to be in the van. Mm-hmm. She's going to get in the van. And the cover story is, oh, I'm the brother and I'm picking you up to take you to my brother. So she gets in the car. Mom and dad are in the back with masks on, like terror masks, and start like just grabbing at her. And like that's th- their direction is clearly like just, just start putting your hands on her arms and head and stuff and like be scary. So she turns and sees you and sees these crazy mask people. And the girl is like borderline too terrified to scream. I mean, she does scream, but like it's, it's not, yeah, a, she's it's not super yeah. freaked out. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> this could have happened. Like, I feel like you could pass along the message of that could have happened without giving your daughter even like the 12 seconds of terror that they clearly did. Like, it, that right. was the wrong kind of scared straight imho. So I didn't like that part at all. I'm too hungover <laughs> to say all those four words uh, one by one. Thank you. Okay. I'm really yes. I am laughing at your use of imho. M-ho. Okay. I, uh, all right. Well, then we'll allow it today. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I remember watching Scared Straight when it was first aired, and the the language they allowed the language. They didn't bleep the language. And that was even revolutionary because there, there were F-bombs and, you know, bullshit and shit and damn and hell were all. Yeah. Uh, however, those were prisoners and the whole thing was like, it was like an immersion day for kids in a prison. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not sure it worked. But, and the kid, um, I mean, and the kids, the kids knew. Yeah, right. But the kids knew what they were. Right. Getting into. Right. We're going to go visit. I mean, a they knew why they were. They knew why they're going. Maybe they didn't know how extreme it was going to be, but they were they were not being tricked in some way. Yeah. And there's some very. You know, it's not like, we're, hey, we're going to we're going to Disneyland. And then you, you're you're suddenly you're at like Rikers Rikers Island. Um, <laughs> the thing that got me was the the anger of some of the inmates. Um, not surprising. You know, that that was not surprising, but just the level at which they were. They were really pissed off. And um so uh, having that come from your parents though, there's like, there's so much wrong with that whole thing. And like whenever the parents would say, is this, is this the way we raised you? We, you know, did we raise you or whatever? Like, are you, you know, like basically they were damning themselves by asking that question because it's obvious that mm-hmm. yes, they did raise you this way. Apparently it is. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> yes. Answer to the parents. <laughs> yes, you did raise them this way. <laughs> you're on yeah. this. Now, you have no this idea. Video. Well, actually, you do have some idea of what kind of parents they are just from the way they interact with their kids during the video. Uh, yes. But mm-hmm. like that loudness is the key. But mm-hmm. nobody wants this for their kids, right? You don't want your, yeah. It's right. yeah, mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. Like here's actually. Yeah, it's, ter- it's terrible that it's gotten to that point. Here's a relevant story about parenting and my family. Um, imagine. So Anya loves the hopscotch app for iPad. 
um, with less you do. I don't know. If, are you guys familiar with Hopscotch? No. Uh, the app. It's 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 a programming. Oh app. yeah yeah it's, yeah yeah. Um, it's it's very much like the Kano's programming oh. interface, uh, which I know Moltz knows um, of. But so it's uh, it's it's that exactly that style of programming. So you can have characters. You can make them do stuff. You can build games. They have tutorials. So like Anya made her own Flappy Bird clone. Uh, it was about as fun as Flappy Bird, which is to say not. Um, but she's good at it, and she's, she has a lot of fun with it. And she saw... The story actually makes me really sad for reasons I can't quite even necessarily verbalize, um, even less hungover. But like, she saw a kid who had made an app that was basically saying, hey, tell me what other apps I should make. Um, and Anya wanted to put some ideas... And then she added, and basically they're like literally all updating one. It's like open source software. They're all updating the software, but they're using the, where you are supposed to just have, you know, whatever your code is, they're telling the code, just put this text on the screen so the other kid will see it uh, so that I can be interacting. And she's like, here's some apps ideas I have for you. Also tell about yourself. Where are you from? What's your name? And I wouldn't let her publish it. Mm. And I was saying, I was trying to explain to her, for one, that it's actually going to be extremely difficult to maintain that conversation because, uh, like, just the way the app works, because the developers are smart, they're not trying to make it super easy for kids to communicate in that way. So, like, there was no, not a real chance that he was going to see it. Another kid could edit it and take her thing out. Like, it was it was not a good way to communicate. So, like, that's A. But B is, like, you can't really, uh, you can't talk to people on the internet. Unless I say it's okay and I'm watching the whole thing. And this, this was her first time of attempting to do that specific thing. And the reason I think that made me so sad is because it's such a human kind of thing to mm. want to do, right? And it's awesome that she wants to know more about this anonymous person she's interacting with and make him or her less anonymous. Um, but I was like, well, mm-hmm. also, you can't do that. And, you know, it's, uh, we talked a little bit about why. And she's like, well, you know, and I, and I said, you know, that's going to be true with other apps and other means of communication as well. And she's like, I actually already knew that rule without knowing that I knew it because I didn't know how to send it without your help anyway, <laughs> so, which was <laughs> nice. But uh, I found that whole uh, experience and interaction like super depressing. So there you have it. Yes. I, I think I can understand um, that. I, if anything, I've gone overboard in scaring my oldest you know, we got her the phone and the phone has internet on it and they like mm-hmm. to watch Minecraft videos. So, you know, some of those videos are not, if you do a search, it's like they're using bad words. Yeah. And so we had to have a talk about the bad word videos and, you know, you try to clamp it down, but they can change the settings. They can like, well, I can't watch my favorite YouTuber you know, or whatever, or, or that the videos I want to see don't come up in the search results. So I'm going to modify my settings. Anyway, she's been pretty good about it, but she's talked about wanting email and, a, and Facebook and stuff. I'm yeah. like, you're not going to get a Facebook till you're 13. Sorry. Or if then, yeah, not no social media for you, which I think right. is part of the thing is that, um, I'm convinced that, that parents, do this like they get their kids on the social media as part of the like social currency or or peer pressure or whatever but the parents haven't done the rest of the work which is just because you're on this thing doesn't mean that's at the end to me there's additional online etiquette you know um how to Mm -hmm. like 
That's apparently like that's like like a, that's a middle school class that that they're that they have now. Oh, really? Um, At your middle school? Yeah, there's apparently going to. Yeah, I mean, he's yes, because Hank's starting middle school this year. That is and good. I like one that. of the things that they talked about is the fact that they're going to have a online etiquette class, which is good. Yeah. But but you know but obviously as a parent you have to be a little more. <laughs> right. That's not enough. Right. I, I yeah I just I. What kid <laughs> is gonna? I don't know. Like I just I've don't talk to strangers, kids, including the internet. I mean I don't know. Like that just seems weird to me that these kids would be. Mm. I I love the mind that I do want my kids to talk to strangers. Like I don't want them to be fearful of every stranger they interact with in the world because you deal with a lot of people you don't know, and but it's different online, <laughs> and. Um, like Anya really wants to have an iPhone. I have no idea at what age I actually have to say yes, but so far I've just been going with a blanket. No. And then she <laughs> wants to know if she could have an old iPhone. Um, cause we have some in the house that would just be hers. And like the kids each have an iPad that's effectively just theirs, but it stays in our room, right? They use it when we allow them to, but she wants to have like a phone so that she could text her friends. And I'm like, well, which of your friends could text? And she has literally one friend who has a phone that she could potentially text with. And, uh, which I just don't know what the answer is because like if she has the phone in her room like she'll respect whatever the rule is that we set <laughs> right. but it's like I don't want to get so, John you said you scared your kids how have you scared them <laughs> what do you say to scare your kids so that you know you're not going to worry about them doing stuff online and how did you do in a way that didn't make you super tense about what you were going to make them fear for the rest of their lives <laughs> so what I did was I just said look you don't know who this person really is. So unless you know them in real life, if you, when you're online, so like if you're on YouTube, these people are making stuff to put up on YouTube. That's not who they necessarily really are. That's what they're showing you. So they're, they're not, you're not seeing who they really are in real life. And you know, there's a context to the don't talk to strangers right? Cause you do have to talk to strangers. Um, this was actually something that we did with Marlo was when you talk to people and they're talking to you, you have to look at them first. And that was a big deal getting her to make eye contact with random people, but it wasn't random, random people. It was, <laughs> this is your counselor at your day camp. This is my girlfriend she is talking to you. You need to look at her. <laughs> um, she's a grown up who was in your life. And that was, that was part of the work that, that I did with her uh, these past three weeks was to, to engage. And I think that same thing applies to social media where you say, kid be, you know, yes, you can engage, but if someone starts asking you certain kinds of questions, like if they want to get to know you too quickly, if they want to know where you live or see you in real life too quickly, that's not a normal friendship. Like friendship doesn't work like that. Usually school kind of changes that because you're, you're in close proximity, but typically you're not going to like be super close and hang out and super besties in 20 minutes or, or two days even, or a week. So, that stuff all applies to social media. I mean, because we won't let her have an account, you know, or any account that's not just her phone number, 
that's, um, some of that conversation is more like future proofing, but I think I've said enough about bad people and, uh, about being careful. Like she's generally cautious anyway. I'm sure that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not too worried yet, but I, I think there's going to be some more ahead. Definitely. Marlo, on the other hand, that, that kid, oh my God. So I'm, um, this is a total sidebar, but it, I'm saying it to illustrate who she is as a kid, as a person. I took my girls to the World Trade Center Observatory Tower, uh, observatory level. So it's like 102nd floor of the new World Trade Center building in New York. And we get to the level where you can walk around. Marlowe runs immediately, like not just to the window, but they have these little um, floor vents that are raised about a foot off the floor. And so she's on top of that with her hands against the window. And... You know, um, that caused some reaction in me. I did not yell. I didn't get crazy. <laughs> I wasn't the crazy, oh my God, parent. I had to like really keep that inside. And I just said, hey, maybe you should step away from the window just a little bit. And then I, I realized those windows are like 8,000 inches thick. And right. Whatever, but um, there's only right. still. I would scary. think that they yeah. they probably build them so but, that small children can't go flying through them. <laughs> she, I mean, she didn't run into the window. Just she a thought. I, know, it, I don't know. Put hands on it. Yeah. But like, right. Lita was like, I mean, Lita was freaking out about the elevator ride. How fast does it go? Are we going to see outside? And they're very smart <laughs> about how they've done it for you. I mean, the, the elevator does go very quickly. It's 45 seconds from, you know, like sub ground level to 100 second. Wow. Floor. Let me jump you back, Holy though, for cow. a second, because you, you got too far afield of a thing I wanted to ask you about, and so okay. I have to just, I have to press the brakes, I have to throw it into reverse, we're going to turn this car the fuck around. Yeah, no, we're off the and side. And so right here's what's yes. happening. Here's my Looping, question. Yes. And I, I don't, I'm not, this is, and I don't think I will, but I'm not trying to panic or worry you, but some of what you're describing <laughs> where you need to see this person, you need to be able to look at this person, mm-hmm. um, uh, call to mind this other thing that I haven't really talked to Anya or my other kids about yet specifically, and where it's again it's one of the shitty conversations you have to have because when they ask why the answer sucks but like if somebody on the internet whom you don't know asks for your photo or somebody who you do know asks for your photo i need to know about it you're not going to send a photo reply without my approval um like so or if they want to send a photo to you because that's that's what my brain did when you said well, you have to be able to see the person oh well, then my kid's just gonna say hey i need to see you could you please send me a picture uh, which i don't want to have happen um and so i just wanted to bring that up and <laughs> just make sure i'm sure you have just make sure you've covered the uh yeah the sharing photo side of things yeah so one of the things <laughs> is that you don't get to are your just... kids on snapchat is my question no, no. <laughs> The phone is monitored. I mean, are they on the Ashley? Are they on up. Ashley Madison? Are your kids on a, on Ashley Madison? <laughs> oh, I can look up if they're on Ashley Madison. Uh, I've never opened a account personally. So. Um, as far as I know, no. Uh, that was in the contract. the The original contract conversation we had with Lita over her phone was: first of all, no pictures to strangers. Never naked photos. The phone will not be, and if and if that's the case, the f- you will surrender the phone. So, mm-hmm. um, that's something you never want to see, right? Is your kid, your kid's naked photos they've sent to people? 
um, bringing to mind the 1989 <laughs> hit movie Parenthood, where <laughs> photos are developed at a uh, photo mat or similar photo film processing, <laughs> and Diane Weist's character finds them. Oh, that's an excellent scene, by the way. Um, I don't remember that. I've seen that movie, but I don't remember that part. Uh, it's, I just remember um, the kid smashing his head into things. It's the girl, uh, Martha Plimpton's character. Martha Plimpton is her teenage daughter, and Keanu Reeves is her boyfriend. And apparently, <laughs> they take some pictures together. Um, <laughs> forgot, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. okay. Uh, but, um, yeah, that no naked photos. <laughs> And so, right. so needless the, to say, the other thing is, is that no texting strangers like you, you, the only people she's allowed to message with are people she knows. So, and we've also had to talk about how some families have different boundaries than our family. So, you know, and, and even at your mom's house and your dad's house, those are different boundaries sometimes. So mm. for example, at dad's house, we don't watch brats. Brats is not something we show in the house um brats with a z the I, I, the very slutty yeah, dolls I didn't um, it. no but um apparently <laughs> that not every house has that rule so that's one thing that had to be explained as to why i'm not a fan of brats and i had to very quickly come up with a line that was something like i don't like okay, them wait that's a this is a this is oh this is a show huh yeah, Bratz, B-R-A-T-Z is a show. My kids don't even really know it exists, so it hasn't come up here. But yeah, it's it's a terrible show. Okay. I didn't really know that it existed. So, um. Yeah. Okay. They're like overly sexualized um, dolls, basically. And uh, they're I think they're put out by the pro-cosmetic uh, surgery industry <laughs> to get kids ready for cosmetic surgery. Bratz is brought to you by That's Botox. Just a, <laughs> yes. <It's true. laughs> well, you know the when are when are kids going to learn about wow. um, all the possibilities of well? Here's the thing. If, right. if not, here's the good news. Not at an early age other, through the use of a cartoon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm looking at. I'm lo- oh man, <laughs> it, it looks well, like a nightmare. And Sorry. so no, I just I'm looking at the picture of the on the IMDb and it just looks it looks like a living nightmare. It is. <laughs> uh, my impression though is from that Fox article, we can let our kids watch Bratz and sext all day, and they're still going to be fine, right? Isn't that <laughs> <laughs> boundaries? I think it's a don't worry. Idea. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, no. Live in the moment. I guess the difference is, well, I mean, I guess, I guess the article would suggest that yes, your kids can watch Bratz and it's fine, but no, you still have to protect them on the internet because that's about safety. It's not about what kind of person they become. It's about them being safe. Okay. That's good. I just need, I need to come up with some way that I could rationalize this all. And now I have. Right. Also. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. Also, uh, just the cartoon series gets a 2.7 on, uh, IMDb out of 10. So, I know, I, yeah. And so they have friends who watch that show. Um, is that is that? Yeah, and I think also um, some of the babysitters don't care, like they don't. And so I've right, yeah, I've yeah, had sure. a talk with anybody who babysits my kids while the kids are under my care about that. Like no brats, 
That's that's yeah. uh, that that gets said. No no TV that is like there's a couple of them, but Bratz is on the list. Um, mm-hmm. Monster mm-hmm. High, no Monster High for Marlo. That's two. For a while, Hank really wanted it. he wanted to he wanted to be able to watch um, Family Guy and American Dad. Oh God. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I know they're cartoons, but they're not cartoons for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's with The Simpsons. I used to be like lightly tolerant if Anya was in. This was like years ago when she was three. If I was watching The Simpsons, she would just like because it looked like a cartoon, and she didn't understand the things that were inappropriate. But now I wouldn't have her watch. Um, but just uh, on, I had two flights in the past four days, and I put back mm-hmm. to the future and yeah. back to the future two on my iPads for these flights uh, to watch again. And I was marveling at in the first one, how many times Marty McFly says shit and how much like rape is a plot line sort of. And well, like, Oh really? Like Biff is going <laughs> well, to yeah. rape. Oh yeah. Well, doesn't Biff rape? Right, oh, and God, like that's, but that's what it is. And that. like then in Back to the Future Two, Marty says shit and bitch and more. And I think I think Doc Brown and one of them says you're going to see some serious shit. That might be in the first one. And um, and then again is trying to sexually assault uh, Lorraine in her youth. Literally is lifting up her dress on the sidewalk because he wants to see her but I don't know, uh, loves underwear. And I was thinking, boy, I loved these movies as a kid. My daughter <laughs> is not, if I showed this to my kids, uh, they're not going to be traumatized, but I don't feel right showing them <laughs> all the bitches and shits and the rape. <laughs> so no, I don't yeah. know what to do. I want them to see right, that movie. Right. How no old idea. were you when you saw the movie? I, don't know. I just remember liking it from, from when I was a kid, but I don't know. I mean, it came out in 85, so not then because I would only been four and a half. <laughs> But I mean, wow. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw it before I was you 10. Know, of course, in graduate school, but. Um. Time changed. <laughs> Sean Armstrong was married, I'm guessing, already when Back to the Future came out. Uh, I had four polygamous <laughs> yeah. wives okay. at that point. <laughs> That's the peak polygamy for me. Uh, no. Peak polygamy. Yep. In my life. Oh, um, boy. No, uh, it's funny to watch some of those old things. Like, um, I saw Grease in the movie theater a bunch of times, I think twice. Yeah. And, you know, I knew there was something about the, the, what I knew what a rubber was. Right. Uh, and for those of you who've never heard that used it as a, as a phrase, it's a condom. That was what condoms were referred to. Do, do kids call condoms rubbers? Well, kids with the the latex allergies now call condoms uh, lambskins because that's what they use instead. So for the kids, for the kids listening to the show, mm. okay, there you go. Uh, anyway, but but like the whole parent pregnancy scare that I knew what was going on there. It wasn't like that was like foreign, but it was. I was surprised that was at the high school level. Uh, that was shocking. Cause I, you know, at the time I was not mm-hmm. in high school when I saw the movie. And so anyway, yeah, there's really not a good movie from the eighties. <laughs> no, for kids. Right. You got, you got your, you got your porkies. Mm, not good mm-hmm. for kids. Um, and, uh, and then, um, animal house. Caddyshack. Was that late seventies or early eighties? That was 70. Caddyshack. All the comedies, all the comedies are basically are out. Yeah. Yeah. Stripes. Is the karate kid. Okay. 
There's a lot of shit in Karate Kid. There's shits. I think. Man. That's a good it's movie. Like, literally, my kids don't know about swear words yet. <laughs> They've heard them sometimes, but not known that they were anything special. Mm-hmm. Hank knows all the swear words. I'm really not that concerned about the swear words particularly. I mean, it's the other stuff. It's like... I mean, there was, he was one day watching YouTube and there was just, it was a cartoon. It was like, and they were cartoons made of like the Harry Potter characters. And most of them were, were, were kind of funny. Um, but one of them was basically Ron and Harry using Wingardium Leviosa to lift up Hermione's skirt. Mm. <laughs> and we're like, okay, that's, no, you can't. No. And like find, when, you, when you find something else, when you scramble over and like, hey, let's pause that one. Let's go watch a different one. Like now it's like, hmm, why is that one interesting? Let's think about right. that some more. Let's go find yeah. it on an iPad when dad's not watching. We Yeah, yeah right. Uh, yeah, well, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have anything right now <laughs> for various reasons. But <laughs> And that's he's one a, of them. That's one of the, on kind of the kinds of things that were, that were, yeah, he's on screen lockdown right now. Yeah. So, uh, not that's not happening but yeah i mean this because some of those things it's you it's practically impossible to control i mean the terrible thing is like there's so many things on youtube that he for a kid his age really kind of needs to see i mean like these minecraft how-to videos like right he's learned a lot from that stuff i mean he's learned how to unpack jar files and move things around and do all this install things that to, to make the game run better and do more fun things in the game but then you get access to all this other crap and there's no way to control that because they don't consider, I mean, they, they, they don't, there's nothing, there's not like explicit porn on there, but they don't consider calling people a fag or sexual harassment and all that stuff. They don't consider that to be inappropriate or they don't mark it as such. So there's no way to stop him from seeing that if you give him access uh, to it. Well, kids are a pain in the ass, that's for sure. We're screwed. Yeah. But remember, whatever we do doesn't matter anymore.